Good evening, castaways, and welcome to Twists and Torches. I am your host, Cameron, and tonight I would like to kick off a brand new series called Survivor Bedtime Stories. This series is meant for both new fans and longtime viewers that tell some of the best stories in Survivor history in a relaxed and casual manner. Whether you want to listen before bed or on your morning commute, this series is for you. And tonight, we discuss one of the most pivotal moments in the history of reality television, known as The Great Lie. Let me set the stage for you. It's fall of 2003. Friends has just begun its final season. Hey Ya is topping the Billboard charts. Red Sox fans are devastated by the recent loss at the hands of Aaron Boone, and Survivor fans were in for an enormous treat as the pirate-riddled, character-infused, awe-inducing Pearl Islands was about to show fans the peak of what Survivor can achieve as an entertainment medium. Survivor Pearl Islands is not only the best season of the early era, some regard it as the greatest season the show ever produced. And right in the middle of this masterpiece of reality TV is an episode titled The Great Lie. Some seasons have heroes, some have villains, and some have great characters who walk the line between honor and treachery. Nowhere is this more apparent than in Rupert Bonham, the larger-than-life pirate who stole for the Drake and was also the biggest fan favorite the series would ever know, who stole the heart of America. He was the focal point of a season full of great characters, big moments, and epic challenges. At the final eight, however, this all came to a crashing halt. Rupert the Pirate was ousted from the game, betrayed by his ally and the biggest villain in Survivor up to that point, Johnny Fairplay. Fairplay was conniving. He was cunning. He schemed and plotted. Fairplay was everything you loved to hate as a Survivor fan. For some time, he and his ally Burton were plotting to rid the game of the obvious winner favorite Rupert. With his tie-dye shirt and heroic antics, it seemed like destiny that he would take it all the way. Fairplay had other plans. At the conclusion of that tribal council, Fairplay was at the absolute peak of his power, or so we thought. Fairplay had another trick up his sleeve, one that mixed game and reality and would forever change how viewers see the show. When our Mary Balboa tribe returns to the beach, not all is well. Krista is unhappy about the results of last night's tribal, but nobody is more furious than Sandra Diaz-Twine. No, Sandra is about to unleash her rage upon the tribe and the game, but nobody quite knows it yet. She makes a point to dump out the fish that Rupert had caught the day before, ruining a substantial portion of the tribe's food. She even manages to blame it on someone else. 
Krista. So in the middle of the night, we see Sandra talking her way out of trouble on the bottom while the new kings, John and Burton, act in self-righteous anger toward who they believe is the culprit of the fish situation. This is not the only brilliance we see out of Sandra, however. Later in the episode, Sandra pulls Tijuana aside. Instead of telling her what John and Burton are planning, which is voting her out, she shows her. She brings her stealthily in the dark to the spot where the season's villains are talking. During the conversation, they incriminate themselves and Tijuana's eyes are open to who her real allies are. Sandra is satisfied with this situation and gives a confessional quite pleased with herself. This is masterful gameplay from Sandra, especially in the early era. And now we get to the big payoff of the episode. No, the big payoff of the season. The reward challenge is a loved one's reward, which is always fun and touching. We get to see Sandra's husband, Krista's fiance, Tijuana's high school sweetheart, now friend, Lil's husband, Dara's boyfriend, Burton's mom, and Fairplay's friend, Dan, who goes by the nickname Thunder D. Jeff even seems enthused about meeting this colorful character. He comes out doing the double peace sign wave and goes to hug John, who makes a seven with his hands. John dramatically asks, Oh, dude, how's grandma? And Thunder D says, she died, dude. Fairplay seems to lament for a moment. You can see a tear forming in his eye and returns to his spot. Jeff asks about the situation and Fairplay says it was either going to be his buddy or his grandma and she's not here for a reason. He says, she's just not around. And it's understood by the cast and Jeff what this means. The audience's heart breaks. Here's this villain they've been loving to hate for two months, who for the past week they have been furious at for voting out their favorite pirate. And yet this is a reminder that Survivor is about humans who have emotions and strife and depth. This is not a scripted show of characters. That's what makes Survivor so great. Part of the challenge is the loved ones get an answer correct that the survivors also wrote match game style. They get to choose someone to take a step back. And after a number of steps, they walk the plank and are out of the challenge. Sandra, always the sweet and charming person, gets the first answer correct. And with absolutely no sympathy or remorse, immediately says, fair plays buddy and points at him very directly. Fairplay whines about this out loud. It's not fair she picks him since he would like to win, get some information about his grandmother's situation. Now, it is still not clear to this day why Sandra did what she did. Multiple solutions are plausible given what we know about her. She could have not believed him and she was very good about sniffing out lies. She could have simply not cared and hated him so much that she had no sympathy or she may have realized that perhaps he would have been told by production ahead of time about this and was suspicious that way. Either way, her action combined with her being on the bottom means her husband walks the plank first and she's eliminated. The field whittles down 
until John is the last man standing. He goes back to the beach with Thunder D to enjoy the reward, and the rest of the tribe is to go to a desolate, exile island-like beach for the night. The show cuts to commercial, and fan discussions most likely had a lot of sympathy for John. The show had never really shown this intersection between the game and real life before to this tragic level, so this was something brand new for the fans. When the show returns, all is revealed. John and Dan walk on the beach, and John congratulates Dan on his performance. It cuts immediately to a confessional where Fairplay delivers what is now his most iconic line, my grandma is at home watching Jerry Springer right now. The audience's jaws hit the floor. This is unlike anything anyone has ever seen on TV before. To use his grandmother's death as a strategy to get ahead in the game is the most villainous, most manipulative single action the show had ever seen. To, to create this, this lie, to fabricate a loved one's death is just on another level. The rest of the reward shows him and Dan laughing it up about what they pulled off. And Fairplay explains why he did what he did, that he wanted to get every advantage possible to get that million dollar check at the end of the game. It really leaves a question open to the audience. How far is it okay to go to get that money? The rest of the episode plays out as expected. Tijuana is sent packing. The aftermath of this moment, though, goes far beyond just Survivor Pearl Islands. Some would consider this the funniest, most interesting, and possibly most iconic scene in the history of the game. But it also has serious implications for the rest of the season. John is regarded in Survivor history as a top-tier villain alongside the likes of Russell Hance. The mark of a great villain on Survivor for many fans and a great villain edit is an incredible downfall. Many top villains have a comeuppance-serving downfall arc where they are forced to eat crow and karma bites them in the ass on the way out. Fairplay is no exception. He got oh so close to achieving his dream, only to lose the final immunity challenge to someone who is considered the weakest physical player in the game, a Girl Scout troop leader named Lil, who had already been voted out that season. Lil wins the challenge, votes John out, and he never gets to present his grandma case at the final tribal council. In the ultimate bit of karma, his rival Sandra takes the gold medal that he desired. This is not the end of the story of Johnny Fairplay. At the reunion show, Jeff does an interview with the very grandmother that he lied about on the show. He retells the story of the producers calling her house to express condolences, only to have her answer the phone. Fairplay's notoriety would land him a spot on a future cast. Unfortunately, due to some personal complications, he asked to be voted out first by his tribe. To this date, Fairplay has not played Survivor again. Many fans love him, many hate him, but most love to hate him. There is no doubt just how significant the great lie was to the show as a whole, and it's frankly one of the best survivor stories ever told. <laughs>